0: Hello, and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman, Director of Pastoral Counseling at YCT Rabbinical School. And I'm Hodi
1: Nemes, a second year student at Yeshiva Cholvet Torah.
0: And in each episode, we explore psychological insights gleaned from the Torah reading of the week. And what we're gonna do as we go forward after this short break, is bring in a pastoral vignette that connects to each Torah reading. This week we are in the book of Vayikra, also known as Leviticus, and the portion that we're talking about is Kadoshim, chapters 19 and 20, and it literally means be holy. The theme that we're going to trace through our conversation today is that, surprisingly perhaps to some, of love love of other, and how does that connect to love of self? As I mentioned before, we're going to use real material to illustrate these podcasts. And this first vignette comes from an email from a rabbi in the field who wrote in about a woman called Rebecca who was struggling with self-love. Here is... Rebecca's email.
1: I have been saying the Shema every day and night so far, and it has felt really good. I was wondering if, apart from this prayer, Judaism commands us to love ourselves. As you know, I tend to be really hard on myself, but I feel like if I could know that I am commanded to love myself, it might help in reminding myself to love my own self as I do others.
0: Okay, so we're going to come back. Thank you, Hodi, for reading that. We're going to come back to how does this question, this issue of love, fit into this Parsha that is so heavy with details of ritual behavior. And in order to do that, Hodi, could you please give us a little overview of the Parsha as a whole?
1: Of course. And what a Parsha it is, Kedoshim. Uh, it f- probably is the most famous of the Torah portions of Vayikra, of the Book of Leviticus, and it follows Mot, which is a portion, like much of Leviticus, that is all about uh, the priests, the kohanim, and the laws uh, around the, the temple. And uh, Kedoshim brings something new. Kadoshim is all about being holy and it democratizes uh, Jewish practice. It allows even your average Israelite or average Jew to perform holiness and to uh, be involved in holy actions. So there's a, a staggeringly diverse number of commandments offered in this portion, many having to do with morality, with empathy, and even social justice, we might say. Some are familiar, like fearing your mother and father, observing the Sabbath, Avoiding worshipping idols. Uh, some There are some laws around uh, how your average person would make a sacrifice. And there's further
0: commandments about uh, sexual relationships. There's also a number of commandments that have to do with basic ethical behavior between people, people with disabilities, like not cursing a deaf person and not placing a stumbling block in front of a blind person, being fair, not slandering. We could talk about all of those, but the climax of the Parsha that we're going to focus on today is chapter 19, verses 17 and 18. Lo <laughs> achicha
1: et et which means you shall not hate your brother in your heart you shall criticize your fellow so you shall not bear sin over him you shall not take revenge and you shall not keep on at the children of of your people. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am
0: God. That is so striking. And it seems to go right to the heart of what Rebecca's dilemma is. How can she love herself? And how is that connected in that last verse? And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So I understood Hmm. Rebecca's communication really exclusively as an emotional communication, not so much as a ritual or legalistic question. She is upfront about letting us know that she's having a hard time loving herself. And for her, the external law, the commandment, helps her with a struggling internal self in loving herself. So my advice to the rabbi was to engage with her in a conversation about what it means to her to love herself. How does she understand what that's about? How does it feel to love others? Is she hard on herself? Is she a person who's hard on other people? Does she have a hard time giving things to herself? Does she deny herself, and in what ways? I think Rebecca is really asking to have a conversation.
1: Wonderful, so how would that conversation uh, proceed?
0: Well, maybe part of the conversation is, and I kind of hear it latent in, in Rebecca's query, is how can you command people to have feelings altogether?
1: So, that's a great question. That comes up often in the Torah, right? Around the Shema, like Rebecca mentions, loving God. You would be commanded to love God, but also even, we see it in this portion, right? How do you love your neighbor? Um, we also see earlier in that verse, you're not supposed to hate your brother in your heart. The last time I checked, you know, it's very hard to tell someone, don't hate. You maybe don't have to act on the hate, but uh, how do you, what does that mean to be commanded?
0: Yeah, and there's such a, a kind of like a, a back and forth. The first verse, don't hate. But the second one, well, criticize your fellow, give him or her appropriate feedback so that you don't hold hate in your heart. The Torah is telling us, be interactive, engage, don't keep things to yourself because then it's gonna fester. And when it festers, that can lead to really serious actions, perhaps um, explosive actions, unpremeditated acts of violence, like revenge. And it's a story that we see over and over again in the, in the stories of Genesis and certainly in our daily lives.
1: And I would add that Joseph, uh, his story is the story of these verses in my mind because he and his brothers hate each other in their heart. They, they really, uh, they, they take revenge. His brothers take revenge on him. And ultimately he, he is nearly killed, but uh, at, the, at the climax of that story, they are able to achieve love of one another so maybe these verses are really a roadmap.
0: Yeah, a roadmap. And a roadmap tells you where to go and tells you how to do it. And the goal in the roadmap is to get you someplace. And our roadmap isn't a physical destination, of course, it's an emotional destination. It's a destination of, of love. Um, and that's what Rebecca's struggle is about. So an interesting point is that the Hebrew word for prayer is tefillah, and it's a kind of reflexive verb, which means, yeah, lehit palel, thank you, that it acts on you while you act on it. So it's supposed to build you just as much as it's supposed to build a relationship with God. And that connects to Rebecca's struggle with self-love. If Rebecca feels commanded to love God and can wholeheartedly express that love twice a day, three times a day in prayer, hopefully that will reflect back inwardly towards her and she can feel some reflection of that love of herself. And in in your
1: experience, when you show love towards others, when you do kindnesses for others, does that in fact change the way you look at yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, I mean, and it seems so basic, and sometimes it seems almost hokey how doing something for somebody else can increase our own reservoir, our own storehouses. To refer back to your Joseph, <laughs> your Joseph reference earlier of love, and it reminds me actually of a popular book by Gary Chapman, The Five Languages, Five Love Languages, and uh, Dr. Chapman um, refers to these five different ways that people have of expressing love. And one of his main points is that people get into trouble in relationships because they're just not, they don't know each other's languages. And if they could figure out the right language of the person that they want to connect to, they could do so much better in the relationship. And here, in terms of Rebecca's query about self-love, I think she needs to find out almost what her own language of love is. So, uh, with all credit to Dr. Chapman and the five love languages, he cites the first one being words of affirmation. Using words, using language, this is obviously prayer. Prayer, conversation, talking with another person, to express love. The second is gifts. Um, Third is acts of service doing something that, exp- that shows caring. The fourth is quality time, and the fifth is physical touch. And when you think about it, all of these are expressed in Kedoshim and in the Book of Leviticus. I really love that.
1: I see, I definitely see that. Gifts, acts of service, quality time, mm-hmm. these are all uh, ideas, mitzvot, commandments that I think do come up in, in this Book of, of Leviticus. So, Michelle, are you saying that if I do these five aspects of love language, if I do these five
0: actions, that I'll just suddenly feel a lot better about myself? Actually, probably not, because probably only one of them is like your main one. And maybe a second is going to be in second place. And then they're going to be, they're ranked. They're emotionally ranked by you, by who you are by dint of who your personality is, by your life experience, and you want to figure out which is your main one and work with that. And I think one of the, the great things about all of this ritual is it speaks to different people's love languages. Just as in interactions with others that we care about, we want to find out what their love language is, and ours, and meet someplace, address their deep need to be loved in a way that speaks most deeply to them, so too we want to address our relationship with God in a language that speaks to us, to each of us. And for some people that's going to be prayer, and for other people it's going to be acts of service, and for other people it's going to be a dedication of time, which doesn't mean that we only do those things, but one of them will register in the most primary way for each of us.